Coming up on episode 1 of season 21-22 of Across the Park podcast in affiliation with Liverpool Live Radio. Thank you, thank you very much. Thanks to you and thanks to the fans uh, for the support for me, for the team. I think it's an important uh, situation this year with the fans behind, you know, like uh, last year, so I think it will be crucial for us. The two Blues, Gary Judge and Andrew Price, look back at their return to Goodison Park last Saturday in a performance that's seen Everton collect all three points against Southampton in a 3-1 victory. Whilst the Reds, Terry McGiven and Phil Roberts look back as normal service is resumed as Liverpool battered Norwich and started the Premier League season with three points. Salah and it's broken for Schotter! And Liverpool are off and running! The thing like it should be, the people are there, good opponents, opponents are there, you feel the pressure, you feel the intensity already before the game, so it's cool, yeah, football is back, cool. And of course, all four of the lads will be looking ahead to Saturday as Everton travel to Leeds United and Burnley visit Anfield. We have the ever-popular Who Am I? This Week in History. Plenty of social media questions as well to tackle. All that and more to come on the only place you can hear banter and debate from both sides of Stanley Park, Across the Park podcast. But first of all, a quick word from one of our sponsors. Today's podcast is brought to you by Camper Kings. When you have the freedom to choose, where will you go? Hiring a camper van from Camper Kings means you've just bought a ticket to adventure. Camper Kings offer a stunning range of quirky camper vans and luxury motorhomes with modern and stylish features, providing you with a safe staycation escape. Adventure awaits at camperkings.co.uk and you can follow them on Instagram at camperkings underscore UK. For Across the Park listeners only, there's a free bottle of champagne and free insurance when you quote Across the Park. Welcome to Across the Park podcast, a football podcast on both Everton and Liverpool Football Club, hosted and produced by a group of friends from both sides of the park. We pride ourselves in bringing you the very best conversation from the ongoing matters at both clubs, providing banter and debate. We also release regular specials with guests connected to both clubs providing insights and interviews never heard before. The back catalogue of these shows is available on our website, acrosstheparkpodcast.co.uk. Don't forget to hit subscribe to Across the Park Podcast on your favourite listening app and please give us a follow on our social media. Head over to Instagram or Twitter and search at Across the Park PC or Facebook, search Across the Park. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Hello everyone, welcome to Across the Park Podcast. Delighted to say we're now into the season. It's episode one of the 2021-22 season. Mm-hmm. Myself, Georgie and Pricey representing the Blues, Terry and Phil representing the Reds. And it was, uh, safe to say, it was a good, well, it, it doesn't happen very often, but it was a good weekend for both sides across the park. Uh, we're going to start with the Blues. We've got, we've got a normal episode this week. It's been a while since, since we've done it, so we'll be reviewing the two respective victories Everton's 3-1 victory against Southampton and Liverpool's 3-0 victory at Norwich. It was 3-0, wasn't it? it was yeah. <laughs> Stop watching towards the end when you're 3-0. <laughs> yeah. uh, we'll, we'll have a, our normal week in history um, as well as a feature of Who Am I, which we've done a few times. As usual, questions from our listeners on social media and via the website and then we'll be previewing next week's game. So, 
Over to us first, Pricey, so I'm going to come to you. Um, Everton 3, Southampton 1. Um, wasn't, the, wasn't the best start in the first half, but you know, great to get three points on the board and what a you know, good start for Rafael Benitez. Yeah, a bit of a relief, wasn't it, just to get the win under the belt, especially after going 1-0 down. And fair to say, once we went one nil go down until half time, we were we were pretty poor. I think I think at half time I was scratching my head to think how we were going to get back into the game. I thought even though Southampton were brilliant, we were poor um, in that spell. And I think we just looked like we lost our heads a bit in half time. Came at the right moment for us to regroup. Obviously Benitez tweaked it a little bit at half time as well, and we came out second half looking. We came out the second half looking like I expected us to come out in the first half, set up for more of a four four two. Uh, with Townsend and Gray on the wings, uh, Richarlison up front with, with Calvert-Lewin, and that's how I was expecting us to play when I was first seeing the, uh, the starting lineup. But yeah, came out second half and we looked we looked better. I mean, we looked. I wouldn't say it was a good performance, but we looked better. Mm. Um, got it wide more. Uh, I know we tried to get crosses in the first half. I think the second half, that game plan worked a little bit better. We got out wide a little bit more. Um, yeah, just a relief, a relief to get the win for me. It's just general intensity, weren't it? I agree with you. We were spectacular. I think it was it was nice to see us cantering in the end to to a victory whilst not being that great. Um, it, like you say, I think it was clear what the game plan was, and that was to to get it wide and get crosses into the box. He he's made a lot of that during preseason, as he saying he feels that we've got to play to the strengths of our forwards, which are you know that are aggressive in the air. You know, both decent in the air, aren't they, Charleston and and Calvert Lewin. Um, and you know it was notable with the two first two signings he made, with the exception being Begovic, obviously, that um, he was looking to inject a bit, a bit more quality into those wide areas. And both of them done that. To be fair, didn't he? I mean, I wasn't, I can't say I was that impressed by Townsend in his general play, but you know he still put three very good balls into the box, didn't he? And I think he, he's one of them. I, I don't think he's. I think before we got him. And when I watched them at Palace, I always thought him to be like quick and, and, and he probably is quick, but doesn't really use much pace, does he? He's very much a kind of Beckham-esque type player where he picks it up and he wants to just deliver with quality, whether it's through a cross or a shot. Just yeah. just sorry, just to stop you there, um, I think it's a good point to bring in a question we've had from Danny. He said, what formation, if we don't bring anyone else in, do you think suits the players this season? He thinks you've got to go 4-3-3 eventually with a strong core to allow Richardson and Gray to switch. Uh, um, so... Thinking about what you're just saying there with the wide men, Judge, 4-3-3 three, three doesn't really go hand-in-hand hand with that, does it? I don't know. It depends who you put in the middle, doesn't it? I mean, on Saturday, we played with Alan and Decore, and, and, and when you play with those two, and you've only got two centre-mids, you've got to really play 4-4-2, four, four, haven't you? Um, if you've got three centre-mids in there, for example, if you've got Gabamino or Gomez or whatever, which you might play in, in other games, depends on who sticks around and depends on who we get in towards the end of the window. You know, it does give you that option of playing 4-3-3. Three, three. I think... I think he would definitely like, based on the weekends, and we'll come on to that maybe a bit later, I think he would definitely, you'd think he'd definitely want another centre mid, wouldn't you? Because we look a little bit light in there and, you know, you're not sure what you're going to get from Gabamon. The, the other midfielders have flattered to the sea for a while now. And I think with those two in the midfield on uh, Saturday, and if they carried on as a, as a pair in the midfield together, I think you lose creativity. I know what we're saying, you want to get it wide. And I don't think he particularly want to build up from the back like we've done in the past, but I think you do lose something going into midfield with either of those. I don't think the, any either of them are the type of player to get hold of the ball and dictate uh, dictate the play in that way. You know, the more of that uh, work hard, get the ball and, and, and pass it to, to the nearest creative it's player. It's a bit more like you look at them and they're a bit like the, the players we had 10, 15 years ago. You know, like he, Alan's a bit of a McCarthy, isn't he? And 
And Decore is, is a bit of a Fellaini in, in the sense that he's a menace and he's, he's got athleticism, but he's not cute in his players. He's just kind of direct and, and robust. Yeah, well, his goal his goal was a good goal, but it, that, it was a swinger. It was a it? swinger, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's, he nearly lost it, didn't he? He was yeah, a bit clumsy yeah. the way he turned yeah, before yeah. he had the shot, but he's, he's not a creative player. I think in pre-season he'd said himself that he's expecting to get up and, and, and attack a little bit more, but... He's not one who can do something with the ball at his feet, really. I don't think. I think you. I think you do lose something when, with them two in midfield. Um, but the players we've got, I think four four two makes more sense at this stage. Unless he, as you say, unless he brought somebody in who could uh, who could sit alongside those two. Gomez. If anyone listens to this, knows I'm not a fan of Gomez, so yeah, I don't think he's the answer in there either. But at the moment, four four two seems to work because we're getting it wide. But I think as the season goes on, we need we need something else. We need another dimension because. Uh, you know, Southampton aren't the best. I mean, no. We made a bit of a meal of that, so we do need to improve. Well, four 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 two slash forty three one was what we kind of seen at the weekend, wasn't it? Um, first half, you know, Dominic Calvert-Lewin was up there on his own, and I think that was a factor. There was a degree of isolation, wasn't it, about the way that he was playing? He was he was having to kind of try and chase lost causes a little bit more. Thick balls were going up to him, and it wasn't really sticking up there. Um, so I think that was pretty obvious that that we needed a little bit of support in there, and and like you say, he made that change. There was. There was a lot made, I think, in the press, I suppose, and, and maybe by some supporters about the way the the way the Benitez was on the touchline, um, and how active he was. What did you think about that? What do you think what the I impact know, that that has on I, the? I noticed it. Yeah, I noticed even before when he came out at the start of the game before we did even kicked off. He, he had people on the uh, lads on the sideline giving him instructions before we even kicked the ball, and he didn't stop all game. To be fair, uh, and I think that does help, especially in the second half when we were playing that type of. Um, uh, when we came out and we were we were trying to have an impact on the game and trying to force Southampton a little bit more, I think it worked. Um, he's 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 living at every every touch. Um, but I think I think we played like an Everton team in the second half. I know we didn't play brilliant football or whatever, but the way you'd expect an old school Everton team to play, uh, and I like that. I think yeah. I think that was all right. So I think I like with Charles up front with Calvert Lewin. I think they always work well when you play together up there, and I'd I'd keep that for the time being and just see how we get on with that. Um, but as I say, as the season goes on, I do think we need a little bit, a little bit more. So, I was going to say, Rafa Benitez, he's always credited for having like really good in-game management and mm. making changes. And obviously, from the outside, that's how it looks like what happened. Was that would you would you credit? Yeah, they, they, they were just clever changes, and what was quite refreshing about it as supporters is at half time, probably the only thing we were saying wasn't it? Look, let's just get Richarlison up there, and and it's good to see a manager kind of just see that, and and it was you know like you say it was. It was clever, but it was basic, wasn't it? And I think from the outside looking in, like you said, Pricey, maybe scratching your head, thinking how oh, we could change the game. But I think one thing you would have said is just a bit more aggression, a bit more. Yeah. And like you said, we came out in the second half and we we done things a little bit more like what you were expecting us to do from the get go. And yeah. I think it was good to to, to kind of see that that a manager has kind of you know has, has felt that. And I think personally, if you are that close to the game and you are at the sides of the pitch and you are trying to live it, you do you feel that a bit more, don't you? Yeah. I think if he, and, and being on the touchline, he'd have felt that there wasn't quite enough aggression in our play on yeah. and off the ball. Yeah, and the simple in-game, the, the change of just... Michael Keane was having a nightmare in the first half on the left side of the two, and he just switched them over half-time, Michael Keane on the right, and it worked second half. Yeah. He obviously just little things like that, that I'm not saying like no other manager would have spotted it, but it was just a, a change that he made that had, a, had an impact on the way we were at the back. We looked mm. more stable in the second half with them switch sides. So, yeah, I, 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 I think, you know, if he can carry on that way... Then happy days, but it was it was quite refreshing that he weren't even in the stadium. He weren't the talk of the stadium. What it wasn't about yeah. it wasn't about him, and it was about yeah. the team and, and the fans getting behind the team. 
which I thought was refreshing. After, he he, he re-emphasised that, to be fair, didn't he, as well? You know, people were making a lot of, oh, you made this change. And he said, you know what? It, it was about the players today and they had to react. And the fans obviously got behind the players. Yeah. It was, You know, a lot was made about the potential atmosphere ahead of the game. I think we had a question about that as well. But just from a fan, and obviously if you, if you listen to the instant match reaction, you, you'll be able to feel that in our in our tone, really. The atmosphere was, was brilliant, wasn't it? Yeah. You know, from the get-go and... You know, it, it, it what what it was about on Saturday, whether whether it was us or, or all the teams that were playing on Saturday, it was about the fans being back on the ground, wasn't it? And about that, everyone was just made up to be there, weren't they? And and you know, it was it would have been horrible to lose because even the Southampton fans, credit to them, you know, they didn't fill the end because they never do. But you know, they 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 were up for it, weren't they? And 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 it was just a it was a really good atmosphere and a really good thing to be part of. And I'm just. Glad that the players, you know, rise, rose to that in the second half. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like I said before, it was a relief as well because the atmosphere was so good and because you're looking forward to going to the game and you're so excited about it, just to come out with it, with that win and the three points and, and, and the buzz around the ground was just like, it was it was really good to be back. Yeah, it was definitely. Just a, just a few other, I suppose, individual individual notes. You, you touched on it then. Michael Keane, Holgate. I think we both said it, didn't we? We've seen the team, you know, the, the lineup. Obviously, Ben Godfrey was was isolating, so we didn't have a great deal of choice, albeit we did. Yerimina was on the bench. I think that puts into question his future, doesn't it? Because you're looking at them two, and we know from watching the whole of last season, they can't really play together. Holgate, I don't personally rate anyway. Michael Keane, I'm not the biggest fan of, but certainly when Michael Keane plays, he probably plays better when he's playing with Yerimina, because Yerimina can maybe command in certain areas that the Keane doesn't. What are your thoughts on on the centre-back pair and, and, and what we do going forward? Well, that just sums it up. The fact that Keane's on the left-hand side in the first half, that'd be Mina's spot. Usually he's left-footed. He's, he's he's more naturally on the left side of the two. What I think about it, uh, I mean, they wouldn't have been my start. Well, you say Godfrey's isolating. They, I wouldn't have started them, so I would have probably played Mina alongside Keane. Um, and going forward, I'd, if, if, if I had my choice, I'd have Mina and Godfrey as me as me as me pairing. I wouldn't have Keane and Holgate. But I think I think you're right. I think it probably means that we're looking to maybe cash in on Mina, who's, who's more sellable than the other two. Um, I think that's is, probably is, where it comes His Instagram's in Nelpy, is it? Or was that his, his girlfriend? Yeah, or his yeah mother, it, it looks like his girlfriend runs his Instagram because there was a picture while the game was going on. It was clearly from the living room. And it made a comment about the fact that, you know, that's what happens when you don't play, you know, Mina or whatever. Or something like. It showed the goal, basically, the Southampton goal. It was like, oh, yeah, well done, do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it was a, it was a very tongue-in-cheek comment, but not the type of comment that you'd expect from a, a player who's, who has a future at the club. It'd um, be disappointing if he... I know I understand we need the money and, and stuff like that and financial fair play, but it'd be disappointing if we saw Mina, I think, because I think him and Godfrey could build up a good understanding, a good pair in between them. And that, along the side, the fact that I don't think Keane or Holgate are particularly good enough either. He needs replacement. If you saw the money, you'll need to spend it just on a time. Yeah, I, I, I think he does want it. I think he does want a replacement. I, I don't think from the way, that, he, elsewhere, I mean, the way that he's treated them so yeah. far, as in like he's been back for a few weeks, he, he gave them two minutes at Old Trafford, which was a little bit of like a, it was almost an embarrassing thing, when like, you go on for the last two minutes. He obviously hasn't got any minutes. Well, he did get did get some minutes actually towards the end, but it was again it was a just kind of see the game out type job, wasn't it? When we were three one up, um, so it does suggest that there's a bit of unrest there, and, and maybe he's not he's not um, you know Benitez's cup of tea. And I think yeah. I think the whole Colombia thing might not help. He's probably in in Hammers Rodriguez's corner, isn't he? Trying to back his back his mate as well. So it'll be interesting to see how that pans out. But that that was something that stuck out for me. In in the other positions, I mean, it, it would be a man of the match. I thought Takore was the man of the match. I thought he was. He worked hard. He, he was. Uh, he was a good. He played well. 
as I say, he's not he's not creative, but he's not supposed to be creative, is he? But he was up and down well. He was Harry and uh, Southampton in the second half. I think he was one of the drivers to how we how we got back into the game. Um, well, I thought Richarlison plays well. Mm. As I say, I like him up up, up front with uh, with Calvert-Lewin in the second half. I think he works well when he's he's one or two up front. Um, Gray, what did you think of Gray? He was all right. I, th- I thought he was. He's a good link player, isn't he? Plays well with other players, and I, I always had this kind of perception of him before he came to us that he was a bit of a maverick and he's done his own thing and whatever. But from what I've seen of him pre-season, what I've seen of him at the weekend, he, he's a clever player, isn't he? And he, and he, he you know, he, he just he just looks like, and you can see why he hasn't really kicked on at other clubs. He just looks like he, he doesn't ever do quite enough, does he? Do you know what I mean? I think he's got he's got more levels to go yeah. to. And he maybe just doesn't. The consistency through the game wasn't there, was it? He'd have little moments and then you wouldn't see him for another 15 minutes yeah. and it's a little bit frustrating. Yeah, I'd worry about his final ball as well if, yeah. if he improves on that. As you say, fits and starts, second half especially, because there were some good moments in the game when it went down the left-hand side and he was involved and he played well. But he did go missing a couple of times yeah. as well, I do agree with that. But yeah, final ball for me, uh, probably you know on that first time I've properly watched him, so, Leads a lot to the desire, but let's see how he gets on. Well, one player I want to mention because he, he's not a fan of, of, well, not many Evertonians that are a fan of him, but he come on and, uh, and has an impact, Alex Iwobi. He did have an impact, yeah. He did he did come on and do, and do all right. Um, I mean, what? come on, he done well. Yeah. He was involved in the two goals. The only thing I'd say about you comparing him to Townsend, Townsend's delivery is the only thing that, well, mm. it's not the only thing that, that's what we need from mm. Townsend, but... I wouldn't say Townsend's head and shoulders above above Awobi no. from from what I've seen and what no. I've known of Townsend already. But Awobi came on and he he was involved in two of the goals, wasn't he? And he he done well. Do you know what? I, I think I'm back to last season. I remember loads of messages after games saying or even reviews on the podcast. Awobi's on all right there. Awobi's on all right there. And then come to the end of the season, everyone's like, Awobi's terrible. I was like, what's happened? What have I missed? Here? I'm, not sure, I'm not sure what West. I mean, your memory's questionable to be honest. <laughs> I'm not sure what messages you were looking at. Um, doing, doing all right is probably the best that you'll hear about him. Do you know what I mean? I can't oh, one remember. of the better players, though. But, like, but, that seems to happen a few times. 35 million. When you pay 35... Yeah. I mean, you pay 35 million for Diego Jota, and yeah. that's what you should be getting for 35 million. And, and yeah, right. if you... Yeah, I suppose so. Do you know what I mean? And, yeah. and that's that's what... It's not what we were expecting, because everyone was like, you joking, what, what have you paid that for? And, and it's unfair, and we've seen it with other players where the price tag maybe flatters them or whatever, but... It's not, it's not no. just his price tag, though, is it? It's Even at Arsenal, he never had a settled... This is my position. Like you don't really know what I he to, is. I, I don't. To, think. Yeah, I used to be sympathetic of that, but I don't think that's anyone's fault. No, but it's more is. Yeah, that's the thing. It, exactly. Yeah. So it's. It, you sort of I just feel the end of season assessment didn't match like the in season. No, I, I, I think the end of the season assessments have been being not quite good enough and not doing enough in games and not really, you know, taking the game by the scruff of the neck as you'd expect a player of his ability to do. When I say his ability, you know, for his country and at times for Arsenal and. We haven't really seen it at all. I don't think I can't remember any telling contribution that he's made that's really kind of been like, wow, Obi was mad of the match I think, there. I think there was one game what last season maybe because we did get a couple of messages about it, but I know I know what you're saying. Like there was there was times last season where Everton needed a midfielder to step up and own it. Mm. He like really sort of staked the claim on the side and then he just yeah, never yeah. really was able to he do it. He hasn't he? got that in him. He hasn't yeah. got that in him. Either a confidence thing or a lack of concentration or something because he's as Judge said there, he's got ability, but he just can't consistently do it. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, I'd say a lot of lot of positives come out of it for for us. You know, more than anything else, the three points in it. You know, we said it before the game. We mentioned it in the instant reaction, instant match reaction. It was important for for Benitez, wasn't it? I mean, to lose that game, particularly if it was one nil, and for us to not get the score sheet, it would have put a lot of pressure on him. Um, as it stands, you know, it's it's give us a bit of a platform. 
um, yeah. to, to go on to next week. Yeah, I think we, we need to be better. I mean, the fact that we came from behind probably helped, helped Benitez as well because he showed, as you said before, how we can change stuff in, in the game and stuff, in, in game uh, tactics and whatever. But I think we need to be better if we're going to play against, if we're going to, I don't know, if we're going to be a top side. eight team, for example, mm. top seven team, we need to be better than that. We no, we, Southampton are not, not a good team. And no. We made hard work of it. I think we need to improve. I think we've done all right is the is the best I can say. Leeds will be tough though next week. Yeah. We're that, gonna that, review it in a bit, but that'll be a tough one. Yeah, game. despite the fact they obviously got beat heavily yeah. at the weekend, we, we know what you you know what you get with Leeds and, and it's almost the opposite to, to what Southampton give us. They'll they'll be on the front foot, won't they? Before we move on, just obviously gotta mention I, I did say in the instant match reaction, I can't remember the last time we come from behind. We did obviously find out this morning it was two thousand and fifteen. So yeah. the last time Everton come from behind to win was at West Brom away in 2015. So remarkable stats, but you know, credit to Benitez for getting that off that monkey off was the back it, straight away. Did you not at half time, from, at half time it is. So we, oh, at half time. Because yeah, you came back West Brom actually when Ferguson was in charge, didn't you? When, when he was in that oh, in that sort of spell, I remember you were behind and then you ended up winning the game. West Brom, I think Ferguson managed the game against West Brom. Maybe it wasn't West Brom, but there was definitely a game. I know, he's in true or something. No, probably he true. came from behind. And well, it's half time, it's half time, yeah. One yeah. But yeah, obviously, very, very encouraging sign, and and hopefully, hopefully more to come. Moving on to to the red side, um, you know, pretty pretty straightforward victory, I guess, at the end, and it, you know, you expect nothing less than that when you go to Norwich. Well, you're right, yeah. Um, it, I think it's crazy to say at this point, but like you play Norwich, and the level of competition in the league this season, with hindsight, we'll probably end up saying must win game games like that. Because you might drop points throughout the season against the top teams. I don't think anyone can afford to, to lose three points to a team like Norwich, can they? Too? So, but it was. You still got to play them, Phil. It, it, <laughs> but, it, you know, it was a big um, a professional performance. So it was, yeah, I think, you know, it had, it's an opening game. You're away for your first game. You're on the R5 slot. You know what I mean? You know other, other teams and, and how some of their results have gone and stuff. It, it, it is one of them where you look at it and think. Could it be a potential banana skin? Not just because Norwich playing yellow, but um, <laughs> but you know, obviously we've got a good record against them, which I think is what Judge's point is. You know, I think it got flashed up, didn't it, on the screen on on Sky or whatever? It's some mad record that like I think we we we've won there like nine times out of the last ten times we played there or something like that. Can't Suarez loved it, didn't start. he? Yeah, John Ruddy didn't. Um, <laughs> but you know, I, th- I think that's right. It wasn't just a professional performance; it was actually. Pleasing performance for me, you know. Mm. I, I watched watched the game in in, in the pub, obviously with, with the lads as they can go. Um, but I thought, you know, it, it, it is one of them where they do play nice football, Norwich. You know, there's there's patterns of play that that they put together from midfield and and, and through the forward line. That they're a good little side. They're just a bit ropey at the back, but well, I think because they do that, they've got they've got to really really quickly get back into the defensive shape, and it was just that. But that's what was pleasing about our performance because yeah. it was almost like the speed at which yeah, we were able speed, to exactly you know yeah. like and you were watching it it felt last season just didn't feel like Liverpool you know like what we've came to expect of a Liverpool side it's like middle didn't anyway well yeah. everything about it was just weird you know mm. like the, it just didn't feel right but even even though we you know we were top on on New Year's Day it just didn't feel like we were playing the same type of football and I think it carried on. Even the season before the tail end of it we were starting yeah. to say weren't we we, yeah. like, we look a bit leggy and a bit flat and yeah. But it was nice to just see like players doing things again where you sort of like oh, that that's what that's what we know. That's what that's what it looks like, you know, yeah. like getting that back. Like Mo Salah there's has an absolute yeah rascal of a game, hasn't he? Yeah. I mean, he's got his goal, he's got two, two assists. assists and he looked like a menace all day. Yeah. Know, like so 
just to see that type of you know interplay and stuff you know and and at pace yeah until we scored though um it was looking a little bit like back and forth is that fair to say yeah that's what i mean i don't think you know, I don't for, for a part of the game. I don't think like we we walloped them or nothing. But I didn't. I didn't ever feel nervous watching it. There wasn't a lot of chances. I think Pucky had a chance where he went down the right hand side and, and Allison parried the shot. But Pucky had a squared. I think he would have scored. But he, he missed the pass and um, he took the shot on instead. But we almost went up and scored after that. And it was almost like yeah, that's what you want. You know that response as like you've had a bit of a near not a near miss because. Looking at it, thinking like Allison was quite a comfortable save in the end, but yeah, you sort of want to see that response, don't you? Where your players sort of go, All right, maybe we just need to put, find another gear here to sort of get yeah. our goal and, and, and assert our authority. And we did. Um, so sorry, Terry, proper scout's <coughs> pronunciation of Pookie that Pookie from Scotland. Why is it when it's a you? When it's a you? Because he's Pukie. Scandinavian, he's Finnish. Pookie, <laughs> yeah, sorry. <Pukie. laughs> But anyway, but yeah, so it was good to see that, you know, like sort of, as I say, you know, you, you take your shot and, and you keep us at to pull a save out and then you go up the other end and, and, you know, you sort of get your goal. And then from that point on, as I say, I don't really ever, I wasn't watching it thinking, this is this is dangerous or like we're, we're yeah. living dangerously. Yeah, it felt pretty Yeah, without being an outstanding display, it was very, very good, wasn't it? Yeah. It was, um, it was and, you know, Firmino didn't start, which I was half expecting. I half wanted that, to be honest. Um, just thinking, you know, the form last season and stuff like that. Um, and I was really happy with Jota. Yeah, well, the thing is, like, I, I think Firmino didn't start, but he played really well against Osasuna, you know, and, and yeah. were you sort of thinking, I think, is that, will that give? The, I thought he looked dead sharp. I went the game against Osasuna. I thought, that's a Firmino that we haven't seen for ages, you know, like looking dead lively, harrying players and stuff. And it could have something to do with the fact he knows Jota's yeah, serious that, and that's, I said that. I said that mm-hmm. to, to my dad. I was like, maybe, you know, that pressure's there. And he didn't start the game on Sunday, which everyone was saying was the, the one where the majority of the side looked like that would be mm-hmm. the team that starts, you know, the one who play on Sunday. Yeah. So maybe he has thought I need to do something to, to, to get in the in, in the frame. And you know, we can't complain with, with Jota, though. He, he's got his goal again, hasn't he? Yeah. You know what I mean? Mo Salah was a bit of a fortunate one, like the the, the miscontrol and it sort of fell into into Jota's path. But good movement, though. But he's done what he needs to do. He he's put the ball on the back of the net, and that that's all yeah. you can ask for. And and then obviously Firmino's came on and got his goal. Yeah, so it's almost like it, yeah. it, it, you know it, it's boss of them two are fighting it out to sort of get in that side every week. I almost thought I could tell, like notice a purposeful thing where Firmino was a bit more like trying to get in the box. As if he said to himself, "I'm going to score more goals this season," and it was almost like Salah said, "I'm going to be less selfish." <laughs> yeah, it, it was like what well, it was definitely a game where Salah did look a bit less selfish because there's been times, wasn't in the past where we thought, yeah, particularly when he seems he's going for the golden boot, it's like you know where you think, yeah, there's a pass on there, mate, like make the pass because we we'd score, but he did look less to less the point selfish. where he was overdoing it. I think he really wanted to get Mane on the score sheet. Yeah, um, but Mane put looked good. But I did last season, like for the same reasons, in that like he was seen to be receiving the ball well into feet, ten and strong, fast, and I was like, oh, good first touch that. But then he didn't score, so obviously that that's got to end for Mane. He needs goals, like for people to be saying he's playing well. Yeah, I'm not so, worried about Mane though. I think he's no. had a, he's had a good rest this summer, hasn't he? Yeah, you know what I mean. He hasn't he hasn't been involved in the Euros or nothing like that. So I'm hoping it was just a little bit of a you know a, a tiredness See, thing, and yeah, I think he'll come back. He's looked sharp in pre-season, I thought. Yeah. So you know. I don't think I've got any issues with it, you know, getting goals. But three hundred and one days out, and he's back. 
Yeah. And he just looks like same old Van Dyke to me. Yeah, but it wasn't a lot of a lot of questions no, asked of him, was yeah. there? But you know, just in pre-season he had one or two wobbles, didn't he? There was a, there yeah. was a game where he, he got sat down and they scored. I can't yeah. remember it here to Berlin or whatever. But and you're thinking, oh, <clears> you know, like it's a long spell out. That was his first game back then. Will it? Yeah, but he, he admitted himself. I think he got interviewed after that game. He said it was like it was important, you know, to sort of to play some mm-hmm. of the games in front of the crowd, and then obviously he's got this one, almost like the monkey off his back sort of thing, you know, yeah. sort of. I've got one. I've got one done. You know what I mean. And, yeah. and we've kept a clean sheet, and it was a good performance. You know, especially considering he was playing with Simakas alongside him. Yeah. You know, like we, I thought I had a good game. To be fair, I was liking what I was seeing, but defensively, I think there's there's, there's going to be a couple of questions. Defensively, it, there's bits that yeah. he needs to he needs to. Well, he switches again. off. Yeah, that's, that's, what, that's what I noticed. If he switched on, and that's why uh, halfway through the game, or no, towards the ends, Milner, did you see that? Milner went over yeah. to him, slapped him proper hard, like, no, like almost like the left in the face. Yeah. yeah, he made the mistake, and it, you know he just patted him on the face. Come on, lad! Yeah. It was like he just went bang, slapped him across the face. But his face doesn't do many favors, does it? Yeah, his face looks like he's like. As an old half a kip yeah. all the time. But, <laughs> so, but he got caught a couple like, of times. In the Osasuna game, he got caught a couple of times. Gomez had to bail him yeah. out. So I think he's got it there. He just needs to be kept switched. Just needs on. to tighten up a little bit, yeah. And but, Klopp, I don't know, because he got asked the questions after the game. He, like, what did you think of his performance? He was like, oh, yeah, really good defensively. Defensive. Went, but I think someone pulled the plug on 80 minutes, as if to say, he just went, just went yeah, up, yeah. switched off. So Klopp, you know, yeah, that is concerning, particularly because. <laughs> He wasn't really tested that much, do you know what I mean? And yeah. If you are playing against the winger, who's going to play on his shoulder. It Norwich couldn't play play like that because the, the wingers. I couldn't feel play like he'd be better pitch. if he was put under the cosh a bit because it was the ability. The like it was the fact that he became a lot yeah, yeah, yeah. That was think, just, uh, you know he hasn't played a lot of football either for a year, has he? Do you know no, he's, exactly. Yeah. So it's it, it's one of them. It's probably it's a, a bit of nervous energy first yeah. game of the season, and he's now basically playing. You know, because Robertson's injured, he, he's going to be playing every week, and maybe the sometimes you can get a bit of an, a bit of a dump, can't you? Yeah, yeah but as you attempted to start out at this point, he played well. I he has a good and game, in yeah. the vein of Andy Robertson, yeah, which yeah. is great to see. Something well. we were lacking stuff going forward with him. I think he was yeah. he, he was ambitious and he was pushing on. You know what I mean? And he, he looked like he. Didn't look like he was running forward clueless Moreno style. You know yeah. what I mean? Looked like he had a you know something in his mind that he wanted to do and stuff. So I think it was a good good performance. But just overall, you know, as I say, it was just like pleasing to sort of just enjoy a game like yeah. back. You know, watching footy again. I can't wait to, for the first home game next week. Mm. You know, as I said, like that one on Monday got me like sort of fired up a little bit. I took took our Charlie the night first game. He's only three. He just didn't end up watching it. He watched me phone, but it was it was boss for me, sort of like you know, yeah. being back in the, at the grounds, you know, first time and like what is it, nearly eighteen months, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. brilliant for us. Just outside the ground before the pub, before the game, and that just the atmosphere was buzzing. Honestly, yeah, it was. I haven't been that excited for a game for it ages. Was, and, it, and it was literally just like it was, wasn't it? There was no there was no yeah. weirdness about no. it. Do you know what I mean? I was thinking like you know what are the what are the pubs going to be like? You know, it was nothing like that. It was literally as though. Never, never been away, yeah. Yeah, yeah. that was like obviously I watched that as I say, watched that one in, in the in the pub with a couple of the other reds, and it was a boss atmosphere there. You know, it just feels like normal life yeah. returning a little yeah. bit, and and footy's a big part of that, isn't it? So I'm a proper chomping at the bit to get in there. R twelve, safety like. Fair to mention as well that the, the ticket system worked fine, didn't it? There was loads yeah. of loads of uh, speculation about it going to be a nightmare because, uh, you know, for the, the benefit of the listeners who don't know, maybe for some of the reds, the um, the Evertonians got a choice in the summer whether to have a ticketless. 
ticket as, as in you can get it on the app and use yeah. it like Apple Pay yeah. or you can get a card the cards are fiver loads <laughs> of people chose not to pay the fiver <laughs> and then and didn't get sent you know the uh, yeah. the link to, to get onto the ticket oh. so there was loads of rumours that people wouldn't be able to get in you know people old fellas wouldn't be able to open the app or whatever it was, it was nothing was it yeah. it'd be interesting to see how ours goes on Saturday because obviously we had them two friendlies didn't we the Sunday and the Monday and the first one got delayed by half an hour because fans couldn't get in because mm. it was a shambles and then the second one Liverpool basically said you know scrap the ticket listing print your ticket off at home and oh, then and then that game got delayed 15 minutes so we had an early kick off on Saturday at half 12 yeah. oh, and yeah. they were telling people on the Monday to get there at 4 o'clock to get in like before a half 7 kick off so oh. it's, it'll be interesting people to see people get there at 7 in the morning yeah. <laughs> flask but, uh, so we'll, we'll see what happens on that hopefully they've, they've worked out the kinks but Imagine it. Oh. we're trying to go tickleless so print your tickets off yeah, it was <laughs> yeah. and then it did like I printed them and all that and then when you get there they were like oh you've got a folder a special way so that it fits in the slot <laughs> oh, oh my god, god. This is you know. So I'm hoping that lessons are being learned there. Like, don't fancy getting the ground at nine o'clock on Saturday. Just, just before we move past you, it's it's a bit of a related question that we, that we got in. Um, we got it from Mick, and it, and it was basically that um, what what areas from the from what you're seeing on on Saturday, what areas of the pitch you think that Klopp maybe needs to think about strengthening before the end of the window, if any. I don't think there's much in the first team, is there, Terry? I think it, it's depth that we need to look at. Um, I, I read an article saying Milner playing in the number six highlights the, the lack of depth in Liverpool's squad, and I was thinking we've got Fabinho, Henderson, uh, Thiago's number six, Milner's like the fourth choice to put there. Um, so it's just depth, like, and it depends who we sell, because we've still got Origi and we've still got Chiquiri. They were meant to be definitely gone, but they haven't gone yet. So it's quality and depth, isn't it? Like I, I, I said the season we won the league, we need luck with injuries, and we had them that season. We had bad luck with injuries last year, and look what happened. So because of the lack of depth, we, we rely on luck on the injury front. So I, I don't know if it, I, you, the names you just listed them, probably Fabinho being the exception, it just seems a bit of a lack of athleticism in there. Do you know what I mean? You've lost Wayne Alden. six. Yeah, you know, you I think about Mil Milner's obviously the wrong size of 35 now. But he also ran the, most, never... he ran the most yards out of anyone. Yeah, ran the most, but there's a difference between running the pace. most yards and doing it at that yeah, intensity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As, as Phil said, though, he's, Milner's not going to be a fair choice in Liverpool midfield. You know, he's, he, he gets used almost like a utility man now, doesn't he? You know, there's been times where he's played fullback for us and, and stuff like that. I, I the think... way you play, though, do you know what I mean? I just, I just look at those players and think I'm not sure if they're up to that. You know, yeah, but then there's other, but there's other, the, but there's other players the there that we haven't mentioned. You know, Oxley Chamberlain's still there. He has, yeah. he, you know, he's looked good in pre-season, so he'll be so chomping at the bit to play. Cater's looked good in pre-season. Like, obviously, I'm can't not, be accused of being um, like, unathletic, can he? Well, you know what I mean. He's had a good pre-season, and, and you know, uh, everyone who listens to this podcast knows my feelings about Cater, but I can't, I can't say he hasn't had a good pre-season, and I hope it is. I hope I am proved wrong. And he, as you say, he's got athleticism. He's a box-to-box -box midfielder. If you can get him playing anything like we we think we were getting. We've got a serious player in our hands. So, but that's it for me. It's like what Phil's saying is the, with the depth thing, that is what we need at, at the first team. I don't think needs a load of work. But when Henderson, Fabinho and Thiago isn't available, then you want to be able to go, well, Kate is available, Oxlade Chambers is available. They've also been injured loads over the last couple of seasons. So it's almost like if they're fully fit, I think we're fine in depth in midfield and probably. And Peter Stones and... Yeah, we, he's, he's got an injury. He went off, didn't he, against Osasuna after like 15 yeah, minutes. Yeah, but he'll be back, Yeah, he'll come back. But I do still, I personally would still sign a midfielder to replace, you know, to try and replace a Wijnaldum because I just, 
I am worried about relying on Oxley Chamberlain or or Kater because yeah. the injury records don't stand up. Are they good enough as well? Thiago uh, as well. They don't. They don't. Oxley, yeah. Oxley yeah. Chamberlain. Is he is he good enough to be a, in a in a championship in a you know Premier League winning midfield? At his best form, he is. I thought when when we first signed him and he was in form and he he was a big part of when when we were on the on the march in the Champions League to the final that we got to the first one and then he he obviously got that bad injury didn't he and it was like. He, he was starting to really he's make had, himself for like two, yeah. three seasons or something. He was really starting to make himself a proper part of that Liverpool team, and then it, it, he obviously got injured. So I know what you're saying. Like, is is he a definite mainstay? I think on on top form, I think he, he you know he's in he's in the question. But the only thing I think though, he's got to be playing to be on top form. Yeah, the Ox. Yeah. I don't necessarily like him coming in cold. Yeah, yeah. But that could be said of most players. Yeah, but. I would. I'd sign him in field. I still think we need a backup to Trent as well. That right back position for me, I, I, I'm not. I'm not convinced that Nico Williams definitely no. is is the answer. You know, if we have to go a season with Nico Williams at right back, I'd be worried because so much of our sort of play comes from that right back channel. So, I I will go and and, and look at a, a right back as well. A but, fair question to ask Terry is: Do we need more goals from midfield this season? Do we need a former Coutinho esque sort of player? Would you bring someone like that in? Yeah. Well. Uh, I, I, you know, I'm saying about replacing Wijnaldum. I don't necessarily think you can go and buy a ready-made replacement for for Wijnaldum. That never works, does it? If we're going to try and sign oh, someone, I think we'd try and sign somebody who maybe has got a, a bit more forward impetus in them. You know, I think we've got a, a lot of other sort of players, as I say, with Henderson, Fabinho, Thiago, that are a bit more what would, holders. Just, sorry, do you think you just need a striker? Like, I know that's no. not how you play. You play a false nine a lot, but do you think you need that option? Not with Jota, Fabinho, yeah. Salah and Mane. I don't think we do. Personally, I think you can pick a three out of them four, and even if you, even he's if, still there as well. even if two of them, you've got Harvey Elliott who can play on the on the wing as well. Who I think might get opportunities this season. Got to play. You know, you say about the lack of depth, though. I still look at that squad and think there's a few players who got to leave there. Yeah, you know what I mean, because they're yeah. not good Quality enough. Depth. They're not, not good, good enough, enough. are they, to yeah. play? No. Yeah. Quality and depth we lack. I mean, like Grealish didn't play, did he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they've got some amazing players on the it's bench. It's a Bruno on the bench, yeah. So it's like that's what we haven't got, but. I mean, that comes in later in the season, doesn't it, for me, and things like that. It can make a difference. But yeah, you look at, to be fair, you do look at Chelsea and, and United, even. I mean, they had Sancho on the bench, United, the weekend. Chelsea have got like Pulisic and, and players like that who come off the bench. And, does, and our, do does, our, does our bench look terrible, though? If we've got Fabinho, Henderson, Thiago playing, and on the bench, you've got Oxley, Chamberlain, Keiter, one of Jota or Fabinho, yeah. Harvey Elliott, oh, right, I know he's only a kid and all that. Or I don't look at it and think, oh, we've got. Probably a, a matter or a Gomez. It doesn't look Canate. terrible. It's just not comparable to. It's not even comparable to Chelsea. I don't think you're looking at it thinking that it's a, it's a terrible bench though. And no, you've got you haven't got game changers no, there. You've got players who can come on and score goals there. Yeah, I don't think it needs much study. Um, so the striker point for me is, you know, if, you, if you're talking about last season, we struggled for goals, didn't we? And and it looked like we did need you know something else, like a new striker or whatever. Besides salaries, the only who, who, who obviously kept up is is ridiculous. Stats, but Liverpool haven't been spending the last couple of years. Terry, we've we seem to make make profit like as a club, and there's players there, um, Harry Kane, um, Haaland, and all that. Liverpool aren't in the picture, aren't in the question, seemingly. Um, yeah, should but we? But who is in the question? Should, clubs, someone? clubs with clubs with the backing of countries. Messi's just gone to a to, to PSG. He was a, a yeah. club backed by a country in Qatar. Yeah. It's PSG. It's City. City or Chelsea. Or by United. United. But I do think if there's a if there's a if there's a player like Harry Kane who's up for sale, if Liverpool want to be 
going forward and progressing. They've got to be in the question I just, for him. I just don't think 150 million is where we should be spending on Harry Kane. I don't think. I just don't see it. I don't look at it and think that is a glaring hole in our in our in our team. I'm with you. People and that's where we need to spend the question. Being in being in the conversation for the sake of being in, it's not for me. But you know, if you, if 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 there's a if there's a serious midfield talent out there that we can go and, or you know, like I know there's there's we've been linked with big players, haven't we? Like all at all over Mbappe and all that. But I I can't see it. You know, mm. us going in for them. But I'm not I'm not looking at it over the last two years and saying we won the league and we didn't progress, we didn't improve. We also the season after we won it was a COVID season. <laughs> Where everyone, no one knew when that was yeah, ending. Season. Money wasn't, you know, the financial side of things is vastly different, isn't it? So it's no one can spend. Well, well what's happened is City, Chelsea, and United have done good business. They have, yeah, no denying that. And so some people are worrying: Have we been left behind? Yeah, and you know, time will tell, I suppose. But well, it, it will. I, you know, I, I think as fans, you'd rather you spend money than not spend money. You know, if we can go and if if we can get Kane. Then yeah, I'd love us to get him. I just personally, if it was me running the running the money side, I just think spending one hundred and fifty million to go and sign Harry Kane. I just don't think. Yeah, I don't, I don't necessarily think Price is saying that Harry Kane's the answer. I think what he's saying is you'd like to think that you should be in the mix for like Harlem, for example. I mean, you know, Mbappe. You know, it was suggested you were in the mix, but it wasn't really, was it? It was right. never going to happen because but, of the fact that. But we all heard Harlem's demands. We all, like in terms of what he wanted in wages and with agent money and all that. It was you're talking. You're country, talking. You're talking four hundred grand. Yeah, but Teddy, you're talking country back clubs. Name them. PSG, really PSG, PSG and City. City. That's it. So that's two. You yeah. can't sign everyone. They are signing everyone, though. <laughs> like, PSG have signed, have, have basically signed loads of players and are paying them batty money. Mm. You know, what if they, who's they signed this year? They've signed Ramos, Ramos, Ramos Messi, Donnarumma. Donnarumma. Who's the other lad? They signed like 60, Hakimi, yeah, right 40 back. million or 60 million, was yeah. it? That's that to me in a season where yeah, no one's got any money mad, is, is big mad. money. You know, it's, and, they're just City on a different yeah, level. City and far behind. If you if you if they pick up Kane, Kane that, and Grealish, Haaland is the example. So yeah. you can only get market value, and if those two clubs aren't in for you, then you've got to like lower your demands, haven't you? Have you though? Or I stay where you are. They probably will be in for them. It doesn't even matter to them, does it? They'll probably still be in for them because next year. City next year. Yeah. They're not in for them now because his clause is 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 comes due in January, doesn't it, or whatever, mm-hmm. or next year. It, doesn't matter who they've signed. If he's available, they'll be in the frame because they can afford it. If you if 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 Liverpool start paying four hundred grand a week out to Haaland, then you've got to give it to Van Dijk. You've got to give it to all the other big names in your team, and it's that's just a slippery slope for me. You know that's not the What's way. That's the reason operate. why why Alden didn't get what he was. But it's the reason why Barcelona are where they are because once you give it to Messi mm. and stuff, everyone else. Is I like winning up. things, running the business, right? That means yeah, something to me. Actually, you but... said that on the podcast last week, didn't you? Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. I, I think there's something in that. I'm not saying that I want us to be proper tightenings. I don't want to spend any money, like. Mm. But I do like that we do it sensibly. I, I don't want us. I don't ever want to be in a position like we were under Hicks and Gillette, where we're on a slippery slope and. Yeah. flirting with administration and all that That once you've gone through that once you never want to go near it again mm. so uh, I think we do run it properly you know a bit of a tight ship on the financial side and maybe it annoys some Liverpool fans but for me I, I can't you can't look at the trophies we've won and say that it's not really worth so mm. you know what I mean I'm, I'm, I'm okay with it for now Fair enough. Well, yeah, it is going to be an interesting last few weeks. I think when it comes to the transfer window, so we'll uh, we'll keep a close eye on that, and obviously we'll be reporting as and when any major signings happen. 
Um, before we move on to the to preview and the next week's games, we're going to look at briefly look at a week in history. So we'll start with the Blues, Pricey. Going to take you back to 2012, first game of the season um, at Goodison Park. It was um, Rooney coming back to Goodison again, which was always a, a tasty, tasty fixture, wasn't it? In the in the in the list, uh, Robin Van Persie made his debut for Man United. Big move from Arsenal. I think he he come off the bench actually with 20 minutes to go, but. The headlines were stolen by Marrow and Fellaini in a 1-0 win. Um, we obviously took a little look back at it, didn't we, the, yeah. the, the highlights today, but what do you remember of yourself and that team in general? Uh, of the game itself, I do remember it being a good atmosphere Monday night, weren't it, first game of the season. Yeah. And I do remember Fellaini having a stormer. Um, and then just reading up on it, as you say before, uh, Carrick was centre-back, which he just was, yeah. reminded me of it. Shift. And he was uh, he was bullied by, by, by Fellaini, and Fellaini was, was brilliant. Um, the team... Actually, looking at the team on paper, it's not actually that. It's not like that's yeah, not the Levesque, best. Pina, yeah, Osman, Naismith, I think was yeah, in there. So, yeah. it, but it's just it's the Moyes. The Moyes. I think we finished sixth. I was just looking. I mean, it's the Moyes uh, mentality. I think that's mm. t- that team, isn't it? And that that win as well was a Moyes win. I think yeah. the way from what I remember of it was we we battled for it and we uh, and as I say the, the atmosphere was brilliant. Um, but that was how good Fellaini could be. Oh. Watching the highlights back, he was unbelievable. There's one where he picks it up on the inside left position, wrestles a player off him who thinks just trying to cling on to him, goes past two players, like ghosts past them. He had this weird little gangly yeah. style. He wasn't quick, was he? But he'd managed to elude players and, and get past them in a dead awkward way. He was better he on the ball, the what you think? Oh, yeah, he was, yeah. yeah. Big, yeah. Good touch for a big man, as he used to say. Yeah. Was Edder was a big tar and Edder as well. Oh yeah, yeah. What, proper Duncan Edder, yeah, yeah, the glass yeah. sheet. Yeah, but that's what it's all about. Then first games of the season. I look, Saturday games are a boss, but you know the, the night games are good. Under the light, uh, yeah. under the light against you know your Man United, Liverpool, whatever. They, you can't beat that atmosphere. It's just it's brilliant. And just looking back at that, you can even feel it from from looking at the videos, the yeah. old videos from it. Credit as well. I mean, you say it was a Moises performance, but. We battered them night. Like, we could yeah. have had three or four. I mean, I think Osman at the bar. He has another one that Tahea saves. Tahea makes, makes a great save. Two two great saves from Headers. A good save from a Baines free kick. They hardly laid a glove on us. I think there was yeah. a, a potential penalty in there, but no, it was a it was a brilliant performance. Looking back and and again, you know, it does remind you. I know, I know. I'm not saying that Moyes gets. You know, he's got a bad rep with the Everton fans. Everyone respects what he does, but you know the way the manner in which he left. I think we maybe sometimes forget how well he did with that team and and how close it was. To, they were on the cusp of something, weren't they? And he he was always a couple of signings away, good signings from just breaking through, wasn't he? Never quite made. I think that that not a marquee signing, but you know that signing that kind if, of takes yeah. you on to that next level. But we got Lukaku in the summer that Moyes Moyes left, yeah. didn't we? I think if he'd have had Lukaku that yeah. last season, I think we'd have yeah. potentially. Potentially broke into the top four because that's yeah. all he needed a striker and obviously Lukaku's goals speak for themselves. So I think that's what he was missing. Yeah, but yeah, good, good memories. Yeah, good Reds. Memories, yeah. So on the red side, we've got it's it, it's not like anything massive, but it was on this day in history that Fernando Torres in two thousand and seven bagged his first Liverpool goal. Um, it was a one-one draw at home to Chelsea. Remember it, like. Yeah, we've yeah, we before. Do you know what? I think a lot of Liverpool fans will be in the same boat. I don't know why either. Yeah, I think it was because obviously we signed Torres and there was like there was a bit of hype about it, wasn't it? Mm. You know, it was like a lot of clubs were in for him. You know, he was a, a yeah. real prospect at Atletico, wasn't he? And then we got him, and it was almost like you know what first what, home game. Yeah, you know, and 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 mm. the way that if you remember, Gerard picks the ball up in the middle, doesn't he? Yeah. And he plays like an outside of the foot pass into into like oh, the left channel. channel. Yeah, and then Torres picks it up. 
and he, he sort of squares is it tell Ben Ben Aim was Ben Defo, yeah. Squares him up, doesn't he? And then switches onto his other foot and wrong foot, Ben Aim. I can like, actually he, remember from the way you're describing it. He sort of drags it onto his left. And then he just pops it in and it's just like I think everyone, all the Reds were like I remember sort of looking at each other going, Oh, we've got a player here, you know, like and he obviously did turn out to be an absolute player, didn't he? Yeah, like it, he just left him, didn't he? Ben Aheem was just standing there, like, and it was just with the ease, the way he just went past him. You know, this is a bit different, this. Yeah, but that's it. It, yeah. was, it, was the, it was the way he squared him up and absolutely mm. released him. But not only that, it was the way Gerard sort of, like, was able to put the ball into space and you knew Torres had the pace to get on it. And just and they ended up building that telepathic yeah. connection. Early signs of what was to come. Yeah, and it, so it just stands out like a... Clear as a bell, that goal was remembering, like, and even though obviously it turned a little bit sour with Torres, you know, in terms of Liverpool fans and, and the way he left. There's the so many. Uh, Torres was the best player, best forwards so, that they've, you know, that yeah. they've seen that's, that season. Well, not yeah, yeah, fire, yeah. definitely the best in the world uh, that year. Yeah. I know Mills says we always like to uh, throw that shout in, but yeah, he, he was, he was an ab- absolutely brilliant. Oh well, seven was it? Oh, that was 07 He scored his first goal. Yeah, yeah. against Chelsea, but but no, so. There wasn't much else for us to pick up, but we we seen that one and we thought that was that was definitely as you say. Was, I think every red will remember that goal, and, mm. as, and even judges have said there he remembered. I do it. remember it. He used to make that run to that channel a lot, didn't yeah. he? Yeah. Like kind of burst out to the left, and he was like, because he obviously had, he was, he was right footed, wasn't he? But he wasn't afraid to go and like pull it yeah. onto his left. So hard to play against with that pace. He was, he was audible for us, wasn't he? You, you know, when again them strays, you're thinking. Ugh. Yeah, yeah. Horrible for you know, it, Everton. He was horrible. United fans must have hated them as well. But it was it was the way like it, yeah. at first when we first signed him and like and then first couple of seasons he was like he was fearless when he just it didn't care it didn't matter who he was playing and how how he tried to put him out the game I and mean, he got booted everywhere. I think it was West Brom. It might have been West Brom. He got booted everywhere and I think he scored at Atrick and it was almost like what a way to just sort of go. It doesn't matter what you do. I'm, I'm scoring goals. But then the contrast to that, where he ended up, he was yeah. the shadow wing. The injuries, he sort of... the injuries killed him. You look at like his balance and his explosive pace and all that, and it was like you talk with that fearlessness. I think if you're having as a major injury and you're at the age of twenty five, that's what you like, aren't you? You're yeah. like no one can get near. And once you do have that injury and and you have to change your game and all that, he ends up like a proper dead stiff, weren't he? Yeah, but he, 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 yeah, I think he ends up going the World Cup when it was under Benitez, wasn't it? And Benitez wanted them to get. Surgery on a stomach or something like that, wasn't yeah. it? It was like a stomach problem, wasn't it? Something like a muscle in the stomach, yeah. Or something. Good and Benitez wanted to go to the finals, yeah, yeah, yeah. but it's on him because it, it, it was almost like he played on an injury and made it worse, and then that was it. Then would you take that back from me? Well, yeah, he probably does. He probably does. He scored the win in the World Cup final, yeah. It was just a bit of a I remember I was banging into Spanish footy then. I remember people asking me, like, how good is he and stuff, and I remember saying he's not like exactly prolific. Boss player though, but he, he was prolific. But he, he wasn't. I, 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 I think he was more like one in three. Yeah. But he played wider, and he yeah. was a young lad. Yeah, and they didn't have a boss. They didn't have the team that they no. had the last no, ten no, years. So. Gerard was in his prime as well, weren't he? Yeah, but he and assisted loads, didn't he, with them? The pair of them. It was almost like Gerard was getting played like almost as a as a forward. He played often, didn't yeah. he? Ten, he was literally, ten, he was, ten, was yeah. more. He literally played like a yeah, like an old school like Sheringham plays. But you know, I mean, the pair of them were just. But the other goal was the back heel one, wasn't it? Where he, he back oh, yeah. heels it to Torres, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. Anyway, but yeah, you can just do those. Decent. Um, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna move. Is there any more social media, Philip? We've got that we're not related to the to the games themselves. Yeah, and we've well, in there. we had one about. This is from EFC Tony, and he mentions sort of the game. The atmosphere at the ground was fantastic. Saturday, he said, "Please, please, it was so positive because he feels like a few of the media outlets are trying to sort of fuel fires of negativity." 
um, in the build-up. Um, so that was his first point. And then he also said about, you know, he wants to know if the lads would take Hudson Odoi on loan. He was being told he can leave Chelsea. 100%. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're looking at improving the quality in the wide areas. You know, just we spoke a little about about the um, concerns about Gray's final ball, the, the fact that Andros Townsend hasn't really got the full package as a winger, as you know, he's got that delivery, but maybe hasn't got the the athleticism that you'd want out of a winger. Hudson has got all that. You know, he, he can probably be put into that bracket again of maybe not quite being consistent enough, but I think he improves our team without a doubt. Definitely, yeah. I'd, I'd definitely take him, as you say. Um, I think he, he's... He's young in here and he's a bit erratic from what I've seen and his final ball's not always there, but when you com- com- contrast that to what we've got, I think you'd snap, snap your hands off and take him all day as a long time. And especially if I get, I know he's not, I know he's a winger and Keane's a forward, but I think if, you, if you're getting rid of Keane, you're going to need another attacking player, at least one. Yeah, definitely. It, it's a really intriguing last few weeks of the window. I know it, it always feels like this, but it just feels like it's simmering under the surface. There's yeah. loads of players in loads of clubs that want out yeah, and it's like one one or two transfers going to trigger. I think it, yeah. it's yeah. just going to you know trigger a load more. So yeah. I am I am really looking forward to it. I just hope we can get some money in to make sure we can do some deals. And it's not you know it's not all like the last thing I want. I know we've said this a few times is players leaving at the very last minute on loan, and we've got no chance to kind of replace them. No, I don't want too many squad players either. No, no, true. I want players who can go into the first the first eleven and improve the first eleven. I don't want. Yeah, I don't want I don't want loads of squad players. You're just gonna fill make the numbers up just because we need. I think players. I think we've got them. I think those two signings for me, even you know, if we finish the window with like you say two players that are go, going right into that team, you look at the signings of Gray and Tans, and you think you know what the good they're yeah. decent squad players then. But if you get another two of them, it starts to look like a, a pretty yeah, object team, window, doesn't it? Squad, yeah. But yeah, no, no decent question. We, we have repeatedly, and we've had more questions about the the yeah prospect of YouTube. We are working on it. We we you know we had a, a bit of a not a heated debate beforehand, but we're, we're trying to push it forwards. It is a you know a combination of things that have held us back with with not having a kind of a venue that maybe completely suits us, having that backdrop that we want, and maybe not having the equipment at times, changing our equipment a little bit. But you know, in the next few weeks, we're hoping to get a get a YouTube show out there, and and then we, hopefully we can move forwards from there. So, do us a favor, please stop with the messages. We are trying our best. <laughs> And uh, it's it's not for the ones to try and, and you know for example myself, Phil, Millsy, we've all done YouTube shows over the last few weeks with other with other outlets, so we are hungry for it. Um, you know, so we are, we are trying our best. So again, I think we had another three messages about this week, and it's good. It's we good appreciate that, the demand. Yeah, it is. It is good, and <clears throat> and you know we, we do want to get out there, and it will give us a, another dimension. So. Please give us a few weeks before you send any more messages <laughs> and, uh, and blame Teddy if it doesn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're just going to move on quickly to, to uh, preview the, the upcoming games of the weekend. You've got the early kickoff, so we'll start with you. Yeah, so obviously we're R12 against Burnley. Mm. One of them, isn't it? Home, home minute, yeah, so home, first yeah. got first um, They got beat, didn't they? Yeah, they got beat, yeah. 1-0 up, they got she, beat 2-1 by, by, by Brighton, didn't they, yeah. You know yeah. what you get with Burnley, though, don't you? It's yeah. You do like it. They're an odd side, aren't they? Because they're one of them. Like on any given day, they mm-hmm. can sort of make it tough for sides, yeah. and they're the type of team that we really struggled with last year. So it would be a good early test for us. You know, teams who want to sit back and, and not not be ambitious at Anfield on an early kickoff. I imagine they'll just come in. That's it. Now the first game, who did the Brighton win? It so yeah. I could half imagine they had a goal there, but I don't know. I think more Brighton, of a goal. Brighton are attacking sides, aren't they? And they are, but I can imagine the owners was on Burnley. I'm assuming they were at home if the. Are like coming to Anfield, yeah. so onus on them to go for a bit more. 
Um, but what I'm saying is it'll be stark contrast to Aldi playing on field. And that's it. So, you know, it is a good test for us because, as I say, it's it's the type of team that you know, we've struggled with. Um, so it, it will be an interesting one. The thing is, like, if you, when you know, I did see some of their, their game, you look at their bench and that, they had, like, I think they had, like, three sort of reserve play, like, proper kids, youth players on their bench and stuff. You know what I mean? I think they are struggling, you know, for, for squad depth and... Mm -hmm. And for players, I don't know whether it's down to injuries or or yeah. what, or they've lost players. But you know what I mean. Like they look like a team that was sort of lacking on ways to change it. You know, if they had to have a, a plan B. Yeah. Um, so I think they will very much go with what they know. You know, and it'll be a backs to the wall sort of just try and nick set pieces or whatever. You know, and cause yeah. a bit of mayhem with 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 the sort of yard dogs that they have up front. But no, it's a it, it it's a it's a tough test. Would you go same team or? No, I wouldn't. I'm assuming um, Henderson will be okay for this game. Was only was he injured or was only that he been at the Euros? He hasn't played a lot of football, has he? Henderson or Thiago, really? Well, he's closest, closest both got injured. No, hang on, isn't he? He's just played. You know about the friendly yeah, against West Ham. He, apparently, he was unbelievable. Villa, Villa, sorry, yeah. yeah apparently, he was unbelievable. Come, freaking Willie, Spanish or something. Um, <laughs> say Willie. <laughs> <laughs> Caught between the two. Um, apparently, he was brilliant. Well, Villa and Willie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I haven't, I haven't actually seen any of the, the match reports. I did see any. But assuming he was brilliant, it sounds like he's not far off. And yeah, listen, if he's fit, I think you know there's there's no arguments. Henderson, you know, I mean, first home game of the new season, your captain's playing, isn't he? Yeah. If he's fit and, and and he's available, um, I think for me, I'd, I'd I'd quite like to see Fabinho Henderson and then you know probably a probably be catered. I think if, if, yeah. if I'm honest, um, he went off first, so I was half thinking it'd be the ox if anyone. But mm. I meant to say before, to be honest, I spoke to a few of the younger lads and they said Oxley Chamberlain was by far the best player in pre-season. Oh, yeah, he must have been on fire. Yeah, yeah. I've heard that a lot. He said like. He, look good. He, he was a surprise. Even like the manager seemed surprised with, that, with how good he was. So I've got a feeling he might he might yeah. start. Possibly not so soon. He's man of the match for me. Yeah. I thought he was brilliant. And, and he had a good game there as well. Um, Henderson, Fabian, and inform Ox sounds nice. Yeah, yeah. So I, I wouldn't change much else. I, I don't. Now the big question, I suppose, is does um, does Bobby come back in to start no, or I, I, I think he, it was? I think he'll keep it the way it was, and then he'll have. <laughs> For me, what he's I just can't help but smile at your little nicknames and that, like it's you, you know, your mates from school, and Bobby, Bobby and the Ox, and listen to me, Richie and all that, Dukes or something, Dukes or something. That's what I mean. Someone oh. mentioned it before, it's not for me that calling the corn to Corey Dukes and Bobby's Bobby, lad. Yeah, Bobby's Bobby. I don't say the Ox though, I don't think. Yeah, yeah, the other, he said that. three then, he says, uh, Bobby the Ox and Fab. Fab. <laughs> 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 Robo for Robertson. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. Sorry. Come on. The wee mates. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, it's uh, you know it's a it's an early kickoff. It's one of them, isn't it? You just want to yeah. get your business done, and then you can just relax and go well, the air out afterwards. Yeah. Well, it's, uh, it's Judgey's birthday tomorrow, actually, isn't it? It is tomorrow. My birthday yeah. Thursday, and it's yeah. Phil's birthday Saturday, so. Should be a big one this weekend, like. I'm still struggling from last weekend, so I don't even talk to me about going out again. Yeah, so I'm uh, looking forward to that anyway. Early kickoff, as I say, first home game, you know, fans back in. Yeah. It's, it's, it's going to be hopefully a boss today, you know, get get the three points on, we can all enjoy it, and yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. 
Does anyone think Klopp looks weird without his glasses on? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> looks like <laughs> fat, doesn't he? Mad, doesn't he? Yeah. Strange. Handsome either way. Looks like Phil. <laughs> <laughs> That's just shit. Peggy's new eyes. Yeah, weird What's that next? way, I don't know. Yeah. Like he's had Botox or something. <laughs> <laughs> what, he had laser eyes, he? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, laser yeah. Eyes, yeah. 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 Weird. Yeah, it's, it's part it's of his image. His teeth last year and now his eyes. Get his nose done next time. Going off with the secretary soon. Yeah, I was going to say, they all seem to do it, don't they? You probably would, wouldn't you, if you had that sorted out? Probably would. Prediction then, boys, before we move on? Um, 4-0. Oh. First game back. Might well, start like that. Um, once, once you score a couple, you've got to catch... I'm yeah, going to say 3-0. Another 3-0. I think Burnley will struggle this year. Yeah, yeah they'll massively struggle. Every season, I think that, but I'll look at, I'll look at it now, I think they've, they've, they've had too many lives now, yeah, haven't they? I think so, yeah. I just think that same style hasn't... They haven't brought anything new to the table, yeah. have they? Yeah, it's like Bournemouth, it was always going to go around yeah. one yeah. season, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, Pricey, as you said before, you teased it up before when we were, we were going through or reviewing the, the Southampton game. We've got Leeds away. It's not going to be easy. I know I know they you know, succumbed to United at the weekend, but you know, the, the, in typical Leeds fashion, they went down fighting, didn't they? What are, you, what are your thoughts uh, as of...? Yeah, um, I think the atmosphere, you know, Ellen Road's going to be bouncing. Mm. They haven't they haven't had a home game for what eighteen years in the Premier mm. League, something like that. Yeah. yeah, it's going to be absolutely bouncing at Ellen Road. It's going to be hostile as any be yeah. game that for us. I think. And you want to bounce back as well. Exactly. Yeah. Them yeah. Defeat in the first. Game. Exactly against Man United as well, like the biggest rivals, aren't they? But I thought that we sort of watched the Man United Leeds game in the pub before before the Everton game and. They like got blown away in fifteen minutes, didn't they? Where I, I don't think they were terrible in United the first half. Like even, yeah, they, yeah. They like a fifteen minute period where United just blew them away. But I think, I think it'd be hard. It'd be a tough mm. game as you'd expect with Leeds. Um, I hope. I hope we change our centre back pairing. Yeah. As I said before, I hope Mina and I hope Godfrey especially is is back to it. Um, but apart from that, I'd probably keep it as it was in the second half with the two wingers, mm. uh, Richarlison and Calvert Lewin up front. Nearly said Richie and DCL then, but, <laughs> um, and then and then yeah, it'd be a tough game. It'd be a really tough game, I think. And as I said before, we need we need to be better than we were on Saturday. Yeah. Um, I think Leeds will do all right this season. No, I said before they, they got beat by Man United, but I think they'll be they'll do well this season, especially at home. I think they'll be hard to play against. Uh, they'll be attacking and aggressive. And then, you know, I've got I've got a feeling we might see a five. Midfield against Leeds just because they play that way, they have they have more of like a you know players in the center of the pitch to try and dominate it. I'm not sure what that means, whether that means like a Bamman coming in. I'm not sure if it's a bit early for him and, and, and Leeds are maybe a little bit too kind of lively and energetic. Yeah. But I, I've got a feeling we might see three in the midfield and, and maybe someone like you know Richarlison and 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 Townsend wide until maybe the second half. I'm not sure. I, I've just got a feeling that I think he'll he'll maybe be a little bit concerned about just having those two in the midfield against Leeds. Yeah, I think you, you know, Oppen, you're probably right. He'll probably want to wait, but you know, you know how Benitez is as well. He's cautious, isn't he? So he won't want to concede in the first half. Mm. I don't think I think that'll be part of the plan. So I think you might be right there. I hope but it's who not, comes but in? It might be Tom Davies. I was just thinking that might not. be Tom Davies. Seen him at Gaza at the train station today. He looked quite <laughs> yeah. happy. So maybe he's been promised some games now <laughs> at the weekend. But who, who, who will come in? Again, I could only assume it would be it would be Gabamon or, or Davis, um, which neither inspire me. Do you know what I mean? But I think it, any chance of going three at the back? Um, stiffen it up that way a little bit. I, I, I think Benitez might be a little bit unsure about going three centre back this early. I, I, I don't think. I don't think there were that many concerns about the way the back four operated. That was a mistake, weren't it? They all they didn't, you know, they didn't. 
Southampton didn't exactly break us down that many times, did they? Um, Especially second half, though, yeah. Comfortable second will, half. will Godfrey be available? Yeah, Godfrey will be available, but I think it would be a straight swap probably for, for Holgate. Um, you know, I'm a price, yeah, I would play Mina and Godfrey, but I don't think he'll change both centre backs. I think it's more likely that he'll bring Godfrey in for, for Holgate. Yeah. It'll be Keenan. Godfrey on the left hand side. Yeah. Play, hasn't Holgate played like holding mid for in the past? Though? Yeah, he has done, yeah. Was it last yeah. season? He's yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. I think at Old Trafford one year he played. Yeah, there, Ferguson's yeah. Game, it was the game Ferguson yeah. was in, or the first game Ferguson was in like charge. That, yeah, but, yeah he's, he, he can play there if you need him to, but I wouldn't want him playing there. Yeah. No, I think he actually played for a bit against Leeds at Goodison, I think, there. Last okay. season, we were poor against them at Goodison and battered us, to be honest. It was only 1-0, but it was one of them games where they deserved the 1-0, yeah. do you know what I mean? I think Rafina scored a really good goal. Um, I don't know what you're saying, numbers in midfield, but it's just do. Yeah, true. That, that, that's all I'm thinking about, too. But, and again... And, and it will have to track from some of the energy we've seen in the yeah. second half, and uh, you know, it might do. I think, I think like, like you say, if we can start the game the way we did in the second half, you know, we should do all right. Yeah. You can't you can't start slowly against Leeds. The, the you know, I've seen you play against them last season at Ellen Road. Game, All three. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Open game. Yeah. Well, I'm yeah. fed up with Bielsa though. You know, I it's, I'm not having them really. Like the myth of Bielsa, like sits on a bucket, like deeply analysing games, and then every game just goes. We'll go right, boys. We're gonna go man for man. We're gonna pile everyone forward every game. It's like <sighs> you gotta admire it to a certain extent, particularly on the budget or lack of money he's really spent. I think Rafinha was probably about twenty million. It's probably I think the most he spends on anyone. That yeah. yeah, exactly. He's, he's improved the players as well. That's hasn't it. He? Man for man, he's improved them. Yeah, man for man. There's a lot of players there who are in League One with Leeds yeah. and have come all the way up. So you've got a lot. Of, have a lot of respect for what he's done. Uh, hasn't yeah. he got a reputation though where like he makes teams look really good for a couple of seasons in his style, but. They, they sort of flame out. Everyone says they're out because it's training's dead intensive and stuff. Yeah, don't yeah. Think that's the, that's the argument. My point is, what I think about them is just like, they do the same thing every game and sometimes they get spanked because it's kind of like yeah. obvious what's going on. Like, like Man U. Yeah, yeah, like Man U, yeah. And so I guess you're saying like like he's, got, he's got a reputation as some sort of tactical genius, but yeah. it's the same thing every week. <laughs> he's stubborn in here. You like it, is anyway. He's stubborn in here. We clocked up a little bit, couldn't you, as well? We play the same way pretty much every week. You look at the you look yeah, at the yeah. best coaches though, they're pretty much all stubborn, aren't they? They all have their way of playing. It's like, look, this is this is what I yeah. do. Mm-hmm. Very few of them kind of completely tinker every week. Yeah. Completely change it to, to you know, to to match an opposition. Um Fair enough. but yeah, I mean, as will. <laughs> you better believe that. Yeah, Vinicius Vinice as well, yeah. yeah. And that's what I mean. I do th- I do think he I've got a feeling that he'll try and play five. I, I'm not sure I've got the answer for you, Price, in terms of who will come in. And I'm a little bit concerned over who might come in. But I've I've got a feeling he might go for five in the middle, but we, we will see. Prediction? Can I uh, ask you for one? Um, I think we can get a draw. I'd like to think we can get a we can sneak a win. If, if mm. I'm being honest, I know that's a bit optimistic. Maybe considering we've only played one game, but I do. I think we I think we might be able to sneak a win against Leeds. Um, but I, I, I realistically, I'd say a draw. Probably a goal. A uh, one-all draw. I completely agree with that. I was going to say one-one as well. Um, Sorry, just tinkering with something on the desk there, like Benito is going to tinker with the team. <laughs> the weekend. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm going to go one-one as well. I, I was, I thought you were going to go for two-one, but yeah, I, I'm going to go one-one. I think I agree with you. I think the atmosphere will be hostile. I think we might get the first goal, but I think I think they'll have too much to for us to keep them out for the full ninety. Yeah. But yeah, let, let us know your thoughts um, on on the predictions on on, on the lineups, obviously on on you know, the rest of the content before we do. 
Well, we've got a, a Who Am I? Yeah. I know it's a feature that the listeners enjoy. So for the benefit of any anyone who hasn't heard this feature before, Teddy's going to give some clues of a former Everton player and a former Liverpool player. It'll be one clue at a time. It'll be a little bit of a pause. Price, if you know the answer, don't shout it out straight away. Just kind of mime Smoke it so the players it. can yeah. players can uh, players. Yeah, the, mm. the uh, listeners can play along at home. Let's see how, how few clues you can get it in. Yeah, who's going first? What, what, what? We went red last week, so go blue. Go, blue. go the blue player first, and then you, you're having a chance to answer, aren't you, before? No, give it just to the blues, oh, and we do okay, it with this, okay, yeah. Okay. yeah. All right, so first clue. So he was at Everton from 1997 to 1999. Mm. So quite a short stay. Yeah, 97 to 99. So 97 was the end of Howard Kendall's yeah. um, reign, wasn't it? Um, his last reign at the club. So it was that we just stayed up against Coventry in 97. 99. Okay, go on. Okay, so that's clue one. Oh, Next clue, made 27 appearances at Everton. Killed us here, hey? Profit scoring one goal. 27 appearances. Squad player didn't get a game. It's quite specific, though, isn't it? I think. It is, yeah. 27 appearances, 99, scoring one goal. So he's he's not a striker, is he? Um, One to one kid. I hope not. (laughs) No, no. He sounds like an Everton striker, to be fair. (laughs) (laughs) John Spencer. Um, I could have a guess at a couple of people, I don't want to. No, no, I, I was joking John Spencer then because I don't know he plays only about 10 games or something. He comes from Sheffield United, does he? I reckon... No. Um, well, I don't know. I haven't actually got that in there. Clue three. You might get it on this one. Left Everton for Bolton. Don't shout Badly. it out. Don't shout it out. Just Sorry. <laughs> so, you know what? The first one that come to mind when I spoke about Coventry because it was like... But... Um, yeah, I knew, I knew he left to go to, to Bolton. Yeah. I think most of the listeners would have shouted that out, to be fair, because yeah. I remember going to Bolton. It is Gareth Farrelly. Um, the next clue would have been six caps and one goal for Republic of Ireland. And then he scored his only goal at the club on the final day of the 97-98 season. When he says only one goal as well, I was like, uh, I had a feeling it was him. But... Mm. He played 27 times. Well, yeah. I thought he played more than that. Sure, I've screamed at him more than that. We've done a podcast with him yeah, once, yeah, to be yeah, fair. Yeah. And I, so I do remember, I should remember, because we... Obviously, in the intro, we, we, we mentioned how many games he played. Nice fella, to be fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Look yeah, at, you know, despite the fact we've done a podcast with him, wasn't a, wasn't the greatest player we ever had, but he, he'll go down in folklore for yeah. one of the best goals I've seen at Goodison yeah. in, a, in a massive game. Three to beat. I've done it yeah. before. So I've got to get it on the third clue. Um, okay, so first one on the Liverpool side then. Signed for Liverpool for three and a half million in 1999. 99. Jen was giving him so, a fee. That's an early I sign him. Three and a half million. Okay, go on. There's quite a few in that window, wasn't there? I remember him standing there. All French, weren't they? That was 19. He was standing yeah, there at the mall. Yeah. It was like yeah. Kirkland and all that, weren't it? I've got I remember most of them signing. No, it wasn't. He, You've he, got he, all he showing up here in the same window. He was a few quid, weren't he? I, yeah, go on. I won't say soon. Okay. He left Liverpool on a free transfer in January 2005. Oof. January, so he wasn't part of that Champions League winning squad. Been okay. there six years. Okay, go on. Made 205 appearances, <sighs> scoring no goals. Well, I'm worried they might have already said his name on show, but... What a defender. Is that your guess? No, because we had that the other week. No, I, I, I got I, the yeah. first clue, didn't I? Yeah. So someone's yeah. messed up if it's on show. 
But um, it's me, it's me, isn't it? The, the timing seems to fit. But go on, we'll, we'll go on. I've said that, and I will put that forward as my guess. But let's have the other two que- questions. So you are putting it forward as you guess. Let's just have the other two questions for the sake of the <laughs> listeners. <laughs> All of his honours came for Liverpool, except one Scottish Cup in two thousand and four and two thousand and five. So we obviously left for yeah, Scotland. Yeah, one, I can't even remember that. And the last clue, he famously handballed a Thierry Henry effort off the yeah. line in the FA Cup final. There he is. There he is. It indeed. was a draw. So yeah, I, I, I don't know, Joe, but ten, ten weeks but ago. To be, to be fair, Gary, Gary prepared the Who Are My Friends. Gary today. was here as well. I got it right on the first question, the on show one. What was the first question? Uh, Judge said he played for like some mad team, and I went, "That sounds Swiss, that." Oh well, it was Stefan Ancho, so you did actually get it on the third clue, so it's a draw. Okay, okay I'll take that, I'll take a draw, <laughs> take a draw on Saturday as well. <laughs> but uh, that, that's about it from us this week, I believe, but uh, thanks thanks everyone for listening as always. Uh, like I said earlier on, please stop sending us questions about YouTube, we are trying our best, hopefully you'll see our faces very soon. And Teddy puts his hand in his pocket for this camera. <laughs> um, I'm trying to delay it. It's going to hurt my stomach breathing in for 90 minutes. I'm going to come out, come finish podcast. I think it's bitch. sad that, that that's, what, that's what your first thought is. Oh, you should be breathing in for 90 minutes. But yeah, yeah thanks, thanks again for listening. Thanks for all the questions. Again, we can't, we can't always answer all of them. We do try our best. But thanks again for, for any interaction you've had with us, as always. And enjoy the rest of your week.